Hi, Dave. Hi, Eric. Hey, Dave. Do we curse on this podcast? Yes, Eric. Yes, we do. Hi, everyone. It's Eric and Dave, your friends at the Adventures in Collecting podcast. We hope that you're staying safe and healthy throughout this incredibly unprecedented time and current health crisis we're going through. Everyone, including young adults, is at risk for coronavirus. And the best way to protect yourself is to stay at home and practice safe social distancing. Staying at home helps lower the risk for everyone, including your family members and those most at risk. Yeah, just avoid eating or drinking at bars, restaurants, and food courts. Use drive through or delivery options, and stay at home if you're not feeling well. If you have any symptoms of fever, dry cough, or shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. Most of all, just take care of yourself and your family, and enjoy this episode of the podcast. Are you ready, kids? Get your parents' permission, check your mailbox, and grab your shopping cart. It's time for the Adventures in Collecting podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Dave. Welcome, Welcome to, to Adventures, Adventures in Collecting, Collecting, where we talk toy news, culture, and hauls, along with our journeys as collectors. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Adventures in Collecting. Hi. We're, we're still in our separate houses yep still social distancing podcasting it's it's still the way that it's happening just what's going on this is it (laughs) so uh, we have a very special episode today a little bit of a different format than we've had with with previous guests dave yes it's wait what oh Yeah. yeah that's true we we don't usually do this beforehand um also what day is it just out of curiosity. Um, so today we are recording. It is Wednesday. It's Earth Day. Happy Earth Day. Oh, Dave. happy Earth Day. Um, Wednesday, April 22nd. Recycle your packaging if you open your, your figures. Yes, recycle all toy packaging. And separate uh, if you're one of those. Well, I mean, Marvel Legends, a bunch of them. Rip the plastic off the cardboard. Don't be a monster. Okay. Um, so on today's episode. On today's episode. We are going to do our normal news and hauls, and then we're going to welcome very special guest, Brickmaster Jamie Berard, to the show. Yeah! Oh my god, all the way from Denmark. Yeah, that's, I mean, amazing. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be with us shortly. Um, can't wait. Super excited. I'm, I'm very excited. I, uh... I am surrounded by many of my builds. Actually, I've, I've every been, one of them. Yeah, I was going to say, don't aren't don't you have them all currently on display? I've been tinkering with that that brickheads version of myself. It's just yeah. been just been a constant. I can't put it down. It's like I I think I have it in a place where I like it, and then I pick it back up, and I realize like, oh, I could do this. And I have Central Perk out. I have my movie vehicles. I have a bunch of Star Wars stuff. I have Porg. Porg life. Porg life. All right, so let's let's jump into um let's jump into news real quick. Um I don't want to keep everyone super w- waiting for to hear from Jamie. So, quick update on the the McFarlane uh Spawn Kickstarter. We have surpassed the 1.7 million dollar mark, um which means that we're getting a slew of new heads and weapons and um and all kinds of stuff 
for the uh the 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 spawn kickstarter i think the the modern version is now getting like the giant like boot the three pack now comes hands with and feet and gauntlet boards and, yeah it's your board with nails yeah board with nail we are getting board with nail how about that we we, re, we we've we've hit board with nail um you were saying right before we started to hit to hit recording though that are started to hit record that that it feels like our classic spawns getting a little bit of the uh a little bit of the old shaft here i i mean there there's not been all i mean granted we do get the the painted spawn head um and the screaming um monster head which is great um get some hands um and otherwise in news i I mean we're seeing stuff on our instagram feed that's it makes me a little bit angry (laughs) and a little bit excited at the same time um you know some of the new product is in fact starting to hit uh shelves and in stores but at the same time i hate seeing pictures of it because if you're going to a store i really hope that you're not going just to shop for toys so we're not going to name drop any people but uh just, just please be careful out there there's a ton of new Star Wars stuff and a ton of new Marvel stuff that's hitting shelves and wrestling stuff, but just with with caution, please. Yeah, if I haven't been able to order it, I haven't been able to order it. Um, it's it's not coming to the house. So, uh... well, speaking of speaking of ordering, why why don't you just go right into some of the things that you you have been safely ordering, dear brother? Um, I have safely ordered two things. Um, I have safely ordered the, um, classic Wonder Woman 84 Wonder Woman. Um, so that should be on its way soonish. And, um, I also ordered the, uh, Hot Topic exclusive Papa Neil, uh, Ghost Pop Vinyl to go with my Papa Emeritus. And uh hashtag safely ordered. Safely ordered, all of them. Uh, and that's about it. Uh I'm in the same boat with Wonder Woman. Um I got my my ultimate uh Chucky from NECA in the mail uh yesterday, along with uh the brick heads that I mentioned. Uh I ordered the um the groom set um as per uh as per guidance of our Friend of the pod, uh, uh, Amy Corbett. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Do I? Have, I don't think I've gotten anything else. I think that's that's been it. It's been kind of slow. I'm wait. I'm waiting on on the Mortal Kombat 11 spawn from Amazon. Um, it was supposed to come yesterday, but they they don't even have it yet, so it hasn't even shipped. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, that's 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 all all I've got as well. Yeah. Um... You know, it's a slow time. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, I pre-ordered some stuff, but it's not even close to being the time when it's supposed to ship, so there's no real reason to yeah. chat about it yet. Yeah, same. I have some stuff that's that's due, like, June. I'll, I'll remember it batch. when it shows up. <laughs> yeah, accurate. When um, I get that shipment notification. No, I've actually been spending a lot of this time um, tinkering with my displays and everything, like repositioning guys, getting a little bit better with the light box and the toy photography and, you know, just figuring out ways to kind of like maximize not only the amount that I can display, but kind of switching some stuff out. Um, 
you know, there's a lot of stuff that has lived in bins for a very long time now that, you know, I'm starting to rotate out and just kind of like refresh the way that things look. All right, cool. Um, yeah, I think those WonderCon um, exclusive Funko things should be getting here within the next couple days too. But I, I spoke of those last episode, so. Yeah. Well, I, I think, I think w- without, uh, without any, any. Without any further ado, guess that toy. Yeah, no, not today. Not I, today. I don't I'm... even. I don't even think that's something we could do here because that's got to be a face-to-face game. Um, no, we should try. We should try doing it. Uh, social distancing version of it. I bet we could do it. Who, who's up next? Isn't it you again? Did I get you? no? No, I got you last. Yeah, you got me last. So the next next time will be my my turn. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna start thinking about that. We have. We have something um, something planned for the next episode as well. So maybe two episodes from now, we'll 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 bring back uh, we'll bring back name that toy, and I'll I'll come for you. <laughs> okay, I'm, just I'm... stay there. But <laughs> yeah, I I will I will um I will virtually come at you, bro. <laughs> um, let's let let's let's kick it over to the interview. Let's let's welcome Jamie to the podcast. All right. Our guest on the show today is joining us all the way from Denmark. He has worked on some truly incredible projects with Lego as a brickmaster, but you probably most recently saw him as a judge on the first season of Fox's hit show, Lego Master. Welcome to Adventures in Collecting, Jamie Burrard. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for 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 being here. Um, Dave and I are huge fans of of Lego, and we loved the uh, the first season of the show. So we're super excited to have you here with us today. Before before we dive into uh, into season one and and your history with Lego, when when we have uh, guests on the show, we always like to ask them what they're collecting. So, is there a toy, or you know, in your case, a specific build that you're really excited about right now? Uh, it's it just in general, anything that I collect, it's probably pop-up books, but if it's Lego specific, uh, then I would definitely say I'm a, a Star Wars Technic, uh, person. Very cool. So pop-up books, that's an, in, that's an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird one that I don't know when I got hooked on it, but, uh, it's really wild. And I, I actually was really, one of my hi- one of the highlights of my Lego career is getting to work with uh, Matthew Reinhardt on the Lego pop-up book. Uh, which actually has two world records, as I understand it, in it, where it has the tallest pop, uh, and then it also has the first triple change pop. So I don't know if I'm using the correct technical terms. I love them, but I don't know all the legitimate terms, but uh, it's something that makes me happy. That's awesome. You have pop-up books. I, I, I know my, my daughter has a couple of them and she, and she loves them. And, you know, I, I, we definitely had them as, as kids, but that's, that's an interesting one. Pop-up books. I like They've that. really evolved since I was a kid. If you get a chance to see some of the more recent ones, especially from Matthew Reinhardt or Robert Sabuda, uh, they're really mind-blowing. It's just so creative. So now you mentioned uh, Star Wars Technics. What's, the, what's your favorite of the kind of Star Wars Technics that have come out? Well, Star Wars as a theme and then also Technic as a theme, I think they're kind of independent where, like, when it comes to Star Wars, I'm a big fan of the dark side. <laughs> uh, I really like uh, some of the, the newer ships that have come out, uh, the black, basically anything dark or black just looks awesome. Um, 
But again, as much as I say I'm, a, I'm into Star Wars, I won't try to bluff my way through knowing all of the different characters and all of the, the little uh, facts and trivia. But uh, I really love the transformation aspect of them. The fact that they're usually very visually impressive. They have a nice geometry. Uh, but then traditionally, they also have some sort of an additional hidden level of uh, reveal. And I think that's also why I like Technic, is that it has that extra layer. It has the functionality aspect. And I really love the idea of my models coming to life. Yeah, those First Order ships from the, the newer films, the, the geometry on them is crazy. They have such, like, striking, sharp lines, and, you know, they, they look so, um, uh, what's, what's the word? Uh, they awesome. look so, like, <laughs> mechanical. Like, it's just that they're, they're really, they're really, really sharp looking. Yeah. Yeah, that that A wing that's coming out looks outstanding, and I got to say, one of my favorite things that I've built was the the porg, the the full size oh, yeah. porg. That was so much fun to put together. Yeah, it's really nice that they do something different, like sculptures. But I have to say, I've also done one of their first sculptures that they did was which was Darth Maul's head. And uh, if if ever there were a Lego product that just creeped me out, I had that thing, and I made the mistake of I had a small apartment, so. I made the mistake of putting it on display in the bedroom. And there's nothing scarier than waking up in the middle of the night and seeing a human-sized head just looking at you <laughs> from the corner of the room. Uh, let's just say that that one got uh, repurposed into other models shortly after I built it. <laughs> Understandable. I mean, Ray yeah. Park is an intense guy to begin with, let alone give him you know, beaming yellow eyes and a horned head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine just like turning your head really quickly and like, wait, who's here? Oh. <laughs> Oh, it's just Darth Maul said. <laughs> How many people can say that in a legitimate sentence than a Lego fan? <laughs> True. <laughs> True. So, so Jamie, give us give us the quick rundown on on your history with Lego. How how did you get to where you are now? I am one of the luckiest people in the world because uh, I, since I was a little kid, had this dream of someday becoming a Lego designer, and. Uh, considering how few people in the world get to do that. Uh, my path into the company was just really amazing um, in that I'm a lifelong Lego fan. And so I started to attend Lego conventions um, and making things like fairground rides. And it was when I was at Brickfest in uh, 2005 where uh, I was just displaying my Lego models. And it just happened to be an event that Lego um, higher management, including the owner of the company, decided to attend. And uh, they just saw what I was making and they loved it and just asked, have you ever considered working for the company? And that was my job interview. I literally was at a fan event where I love being, uh, making models that I love making, and then talking to people from the Lego company that were just super cool and were willing to take a chance and offer me a three-month internship that eventually turned into a job. Um, it's quite a strange twist considering that now I'm hiring people, <laughs> considering that was my job interview. I'm now putting other people through a two-day workshop where we're taking the best of the best of the world and, and really making sure that you know they can they can perform at a high enough level uh, to be working for the company. And I almost feel guilty when I think back to my own path and where um, it was just the right timing with uh, the right people that were looking for something fresh. Straight from there to to Denmark, right? <laughs> Yeah, so I literally had to, this is a, an embarrassing thing that I'll share with you because you won't tell anybody, right? But I, I didn't even know where Denmark was geographically on a map. I had to look it up and find it. And then 
my mind was blown. I'm like, whoa, I had no idea this whole little Scandinavian part of the world existed. Uh, and that's where I was moving to. So uh, I, I ran to the library and I said, I'm moving to Denmark. Do you have any audio tapes? Because at the time you could get audio tapes, I guess, still, or CDs. And I just said, uh, you know, I'm trying to learn the language. And then I'm at home and I'm listening and they're talking about Amsterdam and, you know, a lovely day by the canals. And I'm like, all right, I don't know Denmark very well, but I'm pretty sure this is not Denmark. This is the Netherlands. This is Holland. <laughs> and then I went back and the uh, lady that was very nice at the, uh, at the library had just mistaken Dutch and Danish. And I didn't know any better. I just took it home. Uh, so it just shows how my worldview has changed considerably. I got my passport for the first time when I got hired. Um, and then I, I started my world adventure. And 14 and a half years later, I'm still in Denmark and I am absolutely loving it here. That's amazing. That's the dream. I mean, yeah. that's for sure. Um, so what is, as far as like the more recent stuff that's come out or even of all time, um, how involved are you in creating in any of the builds and what's your favorite build that's available right now? Ooh, that's tough. Um, I'm actually uh, quite involved with at least the creator expert and Lego architecture line. Um, where I have, a, I'm very fortunate to have an extremely competent team of designers. Um, where in the past I would design the model uh, myself. Of course, you always have input from the team, uh, but now I actually design through others. So it's more likely that I help propose a direction that then gets uh, uh, approved. I have a, a lot of different people have to convince that these are good ideas, <laughs> and then uh, I have to convince the design team of what I convinced other people of and, and try to help them along the way. So more often than not, I find that I'm influencing uh, multiple products, as many as, uh, I think for this past year, 16 uh, different products. Um, and that's many different designers working on it where I'm checking in and just making sure that um, we have a clear line of sight. And at times I get to use my building skills and try to help solve a problem that's particularly tricky that they're stuck on. Um, hopefully drawing on my experience in the past that sometimes I have done some of these things before in a, in a different way, um, and I can have a unique perspective that I can offer. But um, yeah, so I don't actually make products by myself. I, I never did it by myself, but I don't have products for myself anymore. Um, I'm actually working with a team of designers. So we saw at uh, at Toy Fair, we, we saw um, the Dubai skyline that's coming to the, the architecture line. Uh -huh. um, so cool. Like, it, it is amazing to see how those, how the pieces that kind of like we know and love from all of the Lego sets get transformed into these, you know, architectural icons. Um, it, how does your knowledge of like all of the available pieces like like how how do you do you pull from that to kind of translate these these things into reality you know in terms of problem solving yeah and i, I think especially with architecture every little brick matters um and so that's where i think my my playfulness with the bricks comes into play uh making sure that i'm not just seeing bricks for what they were intended to make so to speak um I'm always trying to flip them over, turn them around, reimagine them in a different configuration. And that's where I think, especially with architecture, when you're doing micro scale, that's a huge asset to be able to use every piece strategically. But I have to say, I'm also uh, specific to architecture. I'm, I'm very 
lucky to have someone uh, like Roque, who's a, a professional architect. Um, he's trained, he has, has a PhD in architecture. So he's definitely one that is super on top of those things and knows all the little details of the buildings and, and, and what matters, uh, why they're architecturally relevant. And that's where it's, it's really fun to have someone at his level of ability. Uh, when I can finally offer something new, it's a real win for me because he's so talented on his own uh, that it's extra special when I can contribute. So I, um, full disclosure, I had a kind of isolation build. I got um, the 89 Batmobile for Christmas. Oh, wonderful. Um, and watching that kind of transition and build up and just become the Batmobile was amazing. And of course, you were um, just on TV with uh, the voice of Lego Batman himself. Uh, so um, how was the first season of Lego Master, like I was just saying before, um, is it was it was appointment viewing for me. Um, what were what were some of your favorite builds from the show? Uh, there's so much talent on that show. Um, but I have to say that um, it's probably the, the storybook challenge when Tyler and Amy made that giant carrot uh, and, and these, these floating, uh, impossibly floating uh, surfaces. It was just so fun, and it totally captured the imagination of a child. Um, it, it, there's nothing in there that's really re reality-based, and yet they were all so polished and so fun and so well put together. Um, I really like that one. And it, just their style in general, also when they did the refrigerator with the baby on top and the cats uh, in the milk, uh, really playful stuff. So I'd say that both of those really stand out to me. Um, but I have to say, you know, there's some really strong ones, you know, Mark and Boone, especially with that uh, um, Pops uh, food cart, you know, skyscraper. It, it, it didn't come across quite as we saw it on TV. Like, on TV, sometimes things show up a bit differently. But, I mean, when, when, that, when that showed up in the room, everybody just took notice and said, wow, this is really fun. Those little hot dog characters and really playful usage of pieces. Um, so some real standout models. I, I, I could actually go down and name a half a dozen, uh, but some really strong stuff. Yeah, it was, I mean, just watching it and watching everything get built and come together and let alone like pretty much from scratch was amazing um and of course you had will arnett um and uh <laughs> you know um i guess the the big question kind of follow-up to that is uh were you and amy ever involved in designing the challenges themselves uh yes actually um well i i don't know a amy and i were both involved at the beginning of the show uh or before the show even started uh, we were introduced to the challenges that they wanted to do, and we gave input on them. Um, but even before that, if you back up to the very first LEGO Masters that aired in the UK, um, I was fortunate to be working behind the scenes, helping to come up with some of the challenges that ultimately made it to air there. And then we created a whole uh, a whole document of challenges, this, this many, many challenges, um, for them to choose from. Uh, not only on that show, but then eventually in the German show and then the Australian show. And now it's even rolling out in the Netherlands and uh, a couple of additional markets. So there are a lot of challenges uh, that I actually helped contribute to. Um, and then it's kind of fun when, you finally, when I finally got on set and saw the ones that they were choosing as what was relevant for them to go forward with. Um, I'd, I'd say that it's ultimately it was the, the production company that had a vision for which challenges work best for them. 
but it was really fun knowing the origin of some of these challenges and how it was used in other markets. Yeah, and the and the challenges each each and every one of them the the way that the the contestants kind of wrapped their brains around them and and brought them to life was was absolutely incredible to watch, and one of the the more fun moments of each episode actually I, I found was when when you guys walked up to, to the table to kind of like take their temperature and and check in, and I feel like there were some times where you could almost see it on 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 both of your faces where it's like you have an idea you want to jump in and and help them. <laughs> yeah. How how difficult was it to resist saying something like like oh but if you just put this piece here do this with this kind of breaker did you think about doing this like was was that a really difficult challenge for you as a judge i think uh, it it's a tough one because it it is ultimately it's a competition and they had very strict rules about making sure that it was fair for everybody <clears throat> but i do think that amy and i did have opportunities that we could uh, offer a bit of coaching and we did try to give people guidance on uh, where we believed their build uh, could could perform best or what to highlight or maybe what to be aware of. Um, but there are those moments, I think, that which is what you're getting to, where I really just wanted to jump in and, and geek out and just start building stuff. Um, because some of these things that they were doing were just so inspiring that I, I did want to participate. Uh, but we had to hold back <laughs> and let them play with the bricks. <laughs> Uh, that wasn't our role in the show, but I at least feel feel good that we did uh, we we did get to have some fun moments where we got to help inspire them in a new direction or really encourage something that they were good at and and seeing it, it, it develop and grow throughout the season. And to hear some of the those builders reflect back after the show uh, on some of those moments is really um, it's really rewarding to know that. Um, even though, you know, there are times on the show where you think, oh, those judges are being a little bit tough on them. Um, I hope everybody recognizes that there were also additional supportive comments where we were trying to really bring out the best in them and encourage them to really uh, express their creativity in the best way possible. Oh, yeah. And I mean, that that sentiment was for me was never lost. I mean, if were it not for the one comment that you actually made to to Mark and Boone, they're they're, um their tower would not have transformed the way that it did. You know, like they yeah. had kind of fallen into this groove of doing these these very like um geometric, you know, kind of like straight up towers. And if you hadn't called them out on, you know, really doing that again and, and kind of hiding all of the work that that they were putting into it, they wouldn't have had this ex explosion of a of a tower that, you know, had moving pieces and you know, I, I think that the sentiment of of you guys helping was definitely there. That was that was not lost. Yeah, I appreciate that, and I think it it was a learning for everyone, um, including like the builders, to just have to think of making models that that just show all of their creativity almost instantly when you see it. Um, it's the medium of television where you want to make sure everybody at home is really enjoying and appreciating all that they're putting into it. Um, so really trying to make sure that you know colors help things stand out and to make sure that all of the little details actually have stand a chance of being recognized. Um, it's not something like at a fan event where, you know, some people will just, you know, stand around a model and they could just spend hours looking at it um, and discovering new things. Uh, with this one, because of the time crunch and the medium, uh, we were really trying to encourage them to really bring it forward and highlight and showcase as much as they could so that way everybody could appreciate it. 
So you mentioned you mentioned the time constraint, and that's something that I think is really unique to the show. How how do you handle the logistics of a twenty four hour build? Like, are are you guys all there for twenty four hours? Like, all there for twenty four hours? Like, how does that work? Do we seal the doors and cut off the oxygen supply? <laughs> uh, it's actually something that uh, it varies uh, based on the different challenges because they each have different times and different requirements, but. Um, in general, we would uh, shoot a single episode over the course of three days. Um, so that way they would have a, at least a couple of solid days that they would be building. Um, and they would, have, of course, go home. Uh, we would get lunch breaks. We would get uh, uh, those types of things. But, um, yeah, it was it was very, very intense. And I think that it comes with uh, strengths and weaknesses, you know, in some ways, you know, they could have had uh, more downtime, but I don't know how you are when you're really in the in the zone and you're building, but I could send some of them, they just really were, were in that moment and the time just flies by and, and they can just, you know, when they're, when everything's sparking and you're just building as fast as they're building, um, it's almost a disappointment at times when you realize the day's up and you're like, oh, I have to go home. And then you got to start it all over again the next day. Um, I think as fans, some of us might have preferred just going 24 hours straight, <laughs> uh, but we, we did want to give them a chance to rest. I, I could tell you, speaking from experience, um, putting together like the James Bond Aston Martin, I did that in one fell swoop. Yeah. Like I just, that it was going to be done when it was done. Um, <laughs> the, the Batmobile, I did kind of space out over days just because it's, it's the biggest thing I, I've, I've built thus far. Wow. So it was, yeah. Um, but, I could definitely kind of feel that idea of, yeah, I, I kind of want to go through this just and get it done because I'm having such a good time. The thing that sticks out to me was the, uh, you know, whether it was the with the baseball bat or the explosives or the drop, just seeing things break. And, you know, you're used to seeing Lego stay together, um, but just seeing it do s different things and different things with the bricks and watching, you know, the um explosive contents and you know bricks fly everywhere it was just kind of something different um mm -hmm. and it was cool to see that everything was being used as something in a different way in a way you normally wouldn't think yeah considering that the builders are so talented at putting things together it's really fun to flip it on its head and try to get them to think of how things come apart uh and that that's the beauty of that challenge as much as I really don't endorse the destruction of Lego, <laughs> Lego models. Um, it, it really was a fun exercise in getting people to think very differently about how they construct things. Um, so we saw an ad at the end looking for contestants for uh, season two. Mm -hmm. Is that uh, a confirmation that there is going to be a season two? Uh, nothing has been confirmed yet. Uh, there's definitely discussions because I think most people would agree that the first season uh, had a degree of success. Uh, we do have some challenging uh, constraints right now uh, with the current environment, um, which are being considered. But uh, there's some smart people thinking about it. And once they figure it out, we, we really look forward to seeing how season two could, without confirming that it is, but could, uh, could happen. So, so speaking of, of the current, you know, the pandemic and, you know, the, the, COVID-19 uh, situation that we're all dealing with. Uh, how, how are you and the, the rest of folks at, at Lego holding up during everything? How, how is, how's everything in Denmark? How's everything at HQ? It's a, it's a, it's, 
it's quite a strange time for sure, but I think everybody's going through that. Um, we've had the good fortune that I think Denmark was a bit ahead of um, the curve and that they were quite proactive in reacting very quickly. Um, and so they did, um, they did ask all people that could work from home to work from home. And uh, the Lego company has taken that to heart. And uh, so that means that we've had to think of new ways of doing things that we've always done a different way. Um, so we've actually tried to come up with ways that designers can work from home. Uh, some of them have been able to uh, work with bricks at home. Other people are working digitally um, and really trying to think of just how we communicate uh, things like using new online tools, uh, visual tools, um, trying to make sure that we can actually show uh, a digital model to a team of 10 people and discuss uh, has been really fun uh, to think through as a challenge. Um, how to approve models, how to do heat testing, some of the things that we take for granted that we would always do. We've just had to rethink how do we maintain the same level of quality and maintain the same high degree of standards and make amazing models, but in a way that we've never had to think of making them before. And so far, I'd say we're doing quite well with it. Uh, we're learning a lot, and some of these things we'll probably benefit from going forward, that it does change the way that we do things, but not uh, not necessarily in a bad way. I think we've actually gotten a lot smarter about how to do things. Um, so things are going are going fairly well. Uh, we're we're slowly opening things back up. We're slowly starting to get back to uh, normality, or yeah, as best you can call it that. Um, but uh, yeah, I think the the company has been fortunate that um, we we found that people are still being creative. As a lot of people are at home right now, so we've been fortunate. Uh, that people have been enjoying Lego products at home, uh, which means that we're still able to maintain the, the staffing that we have and the production that we need to do. Um, but we don't take for granted that it is impacting other people. So um, we're just happy that those that can are choosing to be playful at, at a difficult time. And we just want to make sure that we continue what we do uh, the best we can to uh, bring future products to market. Yeah, Dave. Dave mentioned his his um his stress relief build of the uh the the Batmobile. I I was actually chatting with um with Amy on on Instagram, and I'm I'm now hooked on on a brickheads. I'm, <laughs> I'm in a big brickheads mood right now. I've been tinkering with a brickheads version of myself like on and off for three days, like just trying to get the hair just right and like messing with the t-shirt and you know trying to just kind of make it as as accurate to my lego self as as i can which has been a lot of fun yeah. um so you know it's it's great that there are you know still products and opportunities out there for people you know to to kind of lose themselves in and i think that's that's important especially in a time like this that's cool and i think the brickheads are a great way to get into that because they're so forgiving and that you can just really experiment and start to realize, wow, actually, just by changing a little bit of hair, it looks like me or it looks like this other person, uh, because otherwise their faces are usually quite similar. So it's all about how you dress them in the hair, uh, which is a fun exercise. I've also just started doing Brickheads because of the uh, Lego Masters show. Yeah, so you guys were hiding uh, Brickheads versions of yourselves <laughs> like in the set and everything. That, that was cute. Yeah, and Amy's gotten totally hooked on it. She was making a special one for each of her outfits. <laughs> Yes, yeah, that's that's why I I ended up sending. Well, we had we had met Amy at um at Toy Fair. She actually happened to be in the Lego booth in New York while we were there, and she gave us a tour of the dot stuff. So that was you know an awesome opportunity. 
But um, when I saw that she was posting all the stuff about the brick heads, I, I had to ask. I was like, how do I get into this? Is there like a specific set that I should buy? And um, and I ended up getting the groom, the the bride and groom uh, oh, cool. brick yeah. heads set. And, you know, on her recommendation, along with just kind of like a kit of bricks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been been tinkering. So that's been a, been a lot of fun. Oh, that's great. Uh, before we let you go, Jamie, is there is there anything that you wanted to tell us, let our audience know, anything new and exciting that that you wanted to um, talk about? Oh, that's a tough one because I work in the future, so I can never I can, I can never <laughs> talk about the things that I'm working on. <laughs> um, I, I guess I, I can just reflect back and say uh, what a journey it has been working on on Lego Masters, and also with Will Arnett, one of the coolest guys in the world. Um, we haven't really touched on him, but you did mention him earlier. He just was really talented. And I have to say that, um, you know, sometimes when you meet people that you have high expectations of, you can be a bit disappointed, but uh, not in the case of Will, and that he's just so present. So many of the jokes and things that you see on the program, they lit- legitimately are just him on the spot, just rolling with it and having fun. Uh, so being able to work with, with someone like him, uh, getting to meet such talented builders that just, you know, every day that we went in, our minds were blown. Uh, and then getting to work with Amy, someone that I actually, it's a strange thing. I had to go all the way to Los Angeles to, to get to know a colleague that I work, you know, a hundred feet away from. Um, but it is, it, it just, it just reminds me how sometimes even within the design studio, uh, we can be working in very different worlds. So getting to spend time with her as well uh, was super fun. So, yeah, just a great reflection to say, uh, I hope it sounds like you enjoyed Lego Masters, and I, I hope that many other people did as well. Um, but I also hope that they can appreciate that we had a lot of fun making it, too. That definitely came through from watching it, for sure. Um, cool. It was, you know, all of the fun that was definitely happening there was coming through and kind of having us have fun watching it. Nice. Well, thank you again so much for for taking the time to join us today. I know with quite the time difference, you're you're ending probably ending your day now. <laughs> yeah, I actually just did um, all day workshop, so uh, the timing is perfect. <laughs> oh, awesome! Perfect. Excellent. Well, Jamie, um, we're going to give you back the rest of your day. Thank you again so much for joining us on the podcast, and um, hopefully, we'll have you back on again in the future. Great, thanks a lot. It's really been a pleasure meeting you guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you, dear listener, for hanging out with us today. Subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen, and then tell your friends to do it. Thanks also to Joe Azari, the golden voice behind our intro. Our music is Game Boy Horror by the Zombie Dandies. Find more about them both on our show notes. Follow us on social media at AIC underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Stop by and say hi. Show us your toy hauls and share your toy stories. Maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode. Don't try this at home. Boyware prohibited and some assembly required. Each sold separately, not a flying toy. Consult a physician if your toy run exceeds more than four hours. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablaoui. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.